welcome to the Dwell Well podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kate. Join us each week while we uncover a new secret of the home industry. When it comes to buying, selling, decorating, styling, or organizing your home, nothing is too taboo if it matters to you. this episode of the Dwell Well podcast, we talk about how to buy a home and sell a home without ending up without a home. So come on in, grab a seat and a mimosa. It's time to dwell well. again. Uh, we have a new reader submission this week from Homeless in Houston. Yes, the microphone is okay, on. I was just we checking. have started. Okay. Yes, yes. Now we have to let's, be professional. Let's begin. It's time to be professional, okay. ladies. Right. I have the talking stick. Oh, sorry. It's a very big stick. She has a talking stick. Homeless in Houston says, Dear Dwelly, I really want to move and buy a new home. I am super nervous about being homeless because I am not sure I can buy a new home while I still own my current home. I wish I could find my new house, move, and then put my home up for sale, but I can't afford to do that. I know it will be really hard to live in the house during the showing process. What if we sell it and I cannot find a new home fast enough? What do I do? How do I manage this process? without turning my family's life upside down. Help. Hmm. This is good. This is this is like multiple topics here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let our agents start with okay, it. Okay, thank you. Because so this is much. a big agent one, but this is a good one. So this is super common and a thing that people worry about a lot. And the bottom line is we have to strategize on what is gonna work best for The person that wants to move. So number one is to talk to a lender and see if you can, in fact, afford to buy before you sell. That's number one. And there are ways that you can do that with like things like a bridge loan and stuff like that. Um, So that's number one is to see financially if it's feasible. If it is not financially feasible, then what I usually suggest is that we go ahead and stage the house, photograph the house, do all the things. And either, one, put the house up for sale and plan on getting a lease back, or two, go ahead and go out and start looking at homes and hope that we can do like a contingency type of purchase where we make the offer, we have the house ready to list right away when we find your dream home, we get it under contract, and we can hit that button and list the house super quickly so that we can do, hopefully, a simultaneous close and have everything work out. So... Bottom line is you just have to strategize and you have to do a little bit more homework and getting ready and that kind of thing. And I think one of the important things to realize if you're trying to sell your home rapidly is that it's going to take probably a bit more work on the homeowner's end and the realtor's end and the stager's end 
to get it ready. You're not going to want to list your house and <clears throat> and not have it prepared and ready to go. Right. And that's why if you want to wait until you find the great the perfect house in order to list, you have to be ready at like the drop of a hat to go. So that means going ahead and decluttering, maybe with an organizer, mm-hmm. going ahead and get it staged and get it photographed so that we are literally like the ready with um putting it up on market when we make the offer on your dream home um we can tell the agent look we've got it all ready to go and we can like if we go under contract yes it's contingent but we're gonna get a quick contract because we have it staged ready to sell priced right all those good things um yeah yeah but this this is like scratches into something we talk about a lot um i'm gonna take a step back a little bit because you're if I'm hearing correctly, you're nervous really about the selling process because there's so many things that could go right or wrong. You know, you. Well, she's worried about being homeless. That she's worried about being homeless. Thing. Like that's her top thing. Like, what mm-hmm. if I sell it and I have nowhere to go? Right. Right. That means we've got to find that stop it. And you mentioned the lease back. Yes. I know that's. I mean, not an agent. Not saying. I know that's very common right now. It is. The other part of it is. And um, let me let me just explain real quick what a lease back is in case oh, people don't know what they're yeah, listening. So. Yeah. Um, what we can do is negotiate a certain amount of time that you can actually stay in the home after we close it. Um, getting up to a month is something that we can pretty typically do with a buyer as long as we can like, we negotiate it when we go under contract. Um, it's not as easy to do like on the back end after we're already under contract, they're going to say no. But if we negotiate it up front, then typically we can get you up to a month to stay. And if you have a good lender, and we have um, your eye on a house you want to buy, you're going to be able to get closed on the new house within that lease back period of time. How common is that, doing the lease back? I'd say, honestly, I probably do it in about 40% of the contracts that I do in a year. Is it more common now than it was even five years ago? Mm-mm. No, okay. no, I wouldn't say so. Because I've done lots of houses, not lots, but a handful, <laughs> you know, I've mm-hmm. lots of moves and lots of divorces and all that good stuff. Just racking those up. <laughs> Just kidding, Cass. Welcome um, to our third, third episode. <laughs> um, Only on your second husband so far. So. <laughs> I, hey, I'm young. Um, but goals. I've Ask never life goals. asked for one. And it is stressful to get out. It is very it is, stressful. Yes. And I, so, I mean, it's good to know that that's an option and stuff. And I think staging and, and getting the house ready, it's not just one day and, hey, your house looks photo graphically perfect is photographically perfect is that yeah that's okay perfect that's good. but there's also we can take a step back i mean you can start working with the agent and the stager and organizer weeks before you go on the market yeah. because one thing that i've done with a lot of clients is we either identify pack and progress rooms or they get you know like a public storage self-storage type unit or which a pod or something like get that. a pod mm-hmm. i don't like using the pods because they sit on your property yeah, yeah. they're true. more expensive yeah and they can sit on your property. If you're moving a long distance, I like recommending those because they can shout out to my buddy, my carrier or my uh, carry at my box because that's like that. <laughs> I don't even know. That's what that a is. fabulous name. <laughs> my box. He did a lot of research in that marketing <laughs> for that name. Wow. Um, okay. Anyway, anyway I should have named my agency my box. What my box. Thinking. I will. anyway. My box is like a pod. Anyway. <laughs> God, I can't. God, ladies. Is it ladies. like a pod? Tell us more. Carrie, we're going to have you on sometime and, we, and you can dive into this more anywhere. Tell us about your box, Carrie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My box. 
Wow. Anyway, but one thing you can get in the specials here. If Just we, I'm not. <laughs> if we, I'm gonna keep us on topic here. If we do things beyond just like furniture placement and the art and the lighting, we did the painting. But if we really start to kind of move you out and minimize the way you live, a it is going to change the way you look at the way you live. And Kate can speak to this more, but most of the time after we've gone through, if we do a more extensive staging process, meaning we are getting all the winter stuff out of the house, packed up in into the garage or into a storage facility, we're getting. The holiday stuff, we are downsizing how many toys your kids have, like really minimizing what you have in the house through through the selling process, it makes it a lot easier because you don't have 900 Legos to pick up. You don't have all the extra stuff to keep tidy around the house and it'll simplify the way you live. So one, it will make that showing process easier if you have to stay in the house, mm -hmm. if a bridge loan and all that stuff is not an option. It makes it keeping the house show ready easier it also does change the way your perspective on the way you live because when you get to the next house, you may be like, "Oh wow, I didn't need 19 pairs of black shoes." Yeah, we uh, we actually had a job like this relatively recently <clears throat> where we had a younger couple who was going to be moving out of state, and they made the smart—I think it was a smart decision—to hire uh, my company to come in and pack them before they put their house on the market. Right. They wanted to be mm -hmm. ready to cut and run as soon as they sold the house. Mm -hmm. And so what we ended up doing, and it, it, I think it worked pretty well for them, was we cleared out their garage mm -hmm. and we used their garage as their storage unit, mm -hmm. let's say. So we took, we packed up, <clears throat> they saved just the bare minimum in their kitchen, pantry, um, in order to, they were still both working from home. So they had to keep out, you know, office equipment, um, but bare bones, they went down and we packed everything up, boxed it and put it in their garage. And when we did it, we made aisles where they could walk through and we made sure to um, label each of the boxes with the contents as detailed as we could. And as we told them, you know, you're going to, if you don't sell right away and you need to go out in the garage and you need to find your scotch because the selling process is not going <laughs> in the way that you want it to. Then it's labeled on this box and all you have to do is, you know, open the box, find your scotch that you want and bring it inside and have a night. Um, <clears throat> but And don't forget to invite us over. Exactly. And invite us box. over. Uh, my box <laughs> will be there. Me for this. My box will be there. My box will be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it really, I think, helps make the process smoother. And like you were saying, I think it's so important to... Um, I think it's so important to point out that um, you you have to reset this house, your staging, everything, every time you leave it. Every so time you have a showing. Every showing yes, appointment, yeah, you're having to reset mm -hmm. what's going on. And it's, um, I mean, it is, it's a big undertaking to have to put everything back, right. make it look show ready each time. So the less thing, the fewer items you have, yeah, there you go. the yeah. less work you're going to need to do every mm -hmm. time you leave that house. And I mean, mm -hmm. how many showings did I have the last time oh, I sold my house? Oh my gosh. 45 showings in two days yeah. or something. I mean, it we was might insane. Well be your house. <laughs> and so, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you have to, you have to be able to do this. And the less things you have to worry about, the better mm -hmm. in that process. So sure. Well, and yeah. I tell homeowners and You've heard me say it. You've probably said it. 
like in the bathrooms, get yourself a little shower caddy yes. like you're in college. Yeah. Put your necessities in there mm -hmm. and keep it under the sink. So you get out, you get ready, you put it back. Like the the things that your agent and her team will do, it's not just these actions to get it picture ready. It's giving you these strategies and these things to do to live in the house peacefully without, you know, having war every day about putting pillows back and stuff. So it is, I mean... I don't know an agent, real estate agent, that doesn't have organizers and stagers and movers mm -hmm. and packers yeah. and all these resources in their back pocket. So that's such so true. You don't need to. It's my box in your back pocket. Sometimes. Mm. <laughs> um, it's so, an odd place for it. <laughs> sometimes I think they think, how am I going to? How am I even going to find everybody? How am I going to find someone to paint it and fix it? And we've got this leaky thing. And we've got this. And how we. <laughs> Like find that strong agent that has this yeah, marketing. Yeah, contacts. Right. They have mm -hmm. this whole marketing strategy, and they have all those resources. Mm -hmm. Or I promise you, they will go find it for you. Like, mm -hmm. so one of the reasons we go so simple and staging, you know, that whole less is more, is because we want it to be easy for you to live in through the selling process. And again, obviously, this is different than than a vacant staging and whatnot, but. Most people have to live in their house for the selling process. I would say that is one of the downsides with going with the strategy of going ahead and looking at houses before you have your house under contract is that it does sort of elongate that staging process where you have to keep the house, you know, show ready. Because if we don't put your house on the market until you find a house, we've got to go through a couple weeks of looking, two or three weeks of looking for a house and finding the right one before we even put it up for sale. And we've already staged and photographed it. So you've got to keep it a little bit longer. And so that's probably the downside of trying to find a house to buy before you really put your house in the market. Mm -hmm. So that's a downside of one of the strategies. So, yeah, no, that I mean, yeah. Definitely. But it's all about your comfort level, too. And um, homeless in Houston, the number one thing is they don't want to be homeless. So right. that's what we're trying to keep from happening. Right, and, and yeah. how quickly can you do that? It seems like yeah. it's a very common it situation. It is. Most it people is. are feeling and that way. You just have to strategize through it, what and your comfort level is. Your agent should be able to talk you through this yep. very easily and walk you through this process, mm -hmm. and hopefully they'll be very helpful. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully you won't be homeless. I'm sure you won't. And if you are, just call my box and... Man. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of that one. Can, can, can we plug our own business as much as we're doing to the, to the My Box? My Box is going to blow up after this. Uh -huh. my, box is, my Box is getting giant <laughs> after this podcast. Okay. Wow. So call the Elysian Agency. We will help you. Heather Sims here. Go ahead. And, we're we're going to plug up with us all because we're plugging the other. Are you plugging My Box? <laughs> Sorry, oh my guys. We've gone off the rails this is, at this point. Yeah, off the rails. <laughs> wow, ladies. How am I the one reining it in here? Anyway. Thank you for being our resident professional. Yes. yes. But at any rate, homeless in Houston, don't, you're not alone. This is, your agent can very easily walk you through this and it feels overwhelming, but they'll have piece by piece how you can get through that and not be homeless and not be overwhelmed. So. Yep. Thank you so much for writing in, though. We love yes. hearing the stories from the homeowners. We love it's it. Different. Keep on, keep them coming. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. That does it for this episode. Join us next week when we try not to talk about my box <laughs> or my box or my box. <laughs> <laughs>